using them as a potential sponsor instead of an agency because they've centerfold. Okay. He talked to me for like 10 minutes about how they're a competitor, which I understood when I brought it up. And then he was like, well, actually, they could uh, have their logo on the on the field, but I don't... It's the same thing, you know? Like, competitor to whom? Us. Uh, Playboys? Yeah, they're all about Centerfold now. It's a subscription platform. Uh, but I have an in with them. Yeah, my thing is... I don't know if SoFi Stadium would want Playboy as the logo on the stadium. Like, their only worry with us was... Nudity? Not even just the nudity, like, brand image and how OnlyFans might affect brand image. Mm. Have you talked to Melanie? No, I'm done with that. What? I'm not chasing after her. Don't get me wrong. She just hit me up. She's trying to set me up with her friend. It's like, you know I have a boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not done. If she reached out to me, I'd be down. But basically, my last conversation with her, I was like, um, you want me to take you out Thursday? She was like, I think I'm going out with my girlfriend. I was like, I you free Friday? And she was like, I have plans. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to play 21 questions with you. I yep. said, okay, no worries. Like, you know that I'm trying to take you out. You could easily say, okay, I'm free Monday mm-hmm. or something. So. Yeah, it doesn't sound like she's into you. So be it. So be it. And honestly, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I should probably sit up. Echo! Stop music! Nice. So the cool thing is, I don't have anything to reference off our previous conversation, which is awesome. Okay. So I get to go back in blind again. Yeah, sweet. Uh, did you want anything to drink or anything? Um, I got this. Oh my gosh, are you going to be running back and forth? Oh, no, no, no. I have it uh, remotely there. So oh, very much gotcha. I've seen some before going in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm very much like a audio nerd. That would right. be a lot of work, actually. Turn my phone on, do not disturb. Yeah, last time my phone was ringing, ringing. All right, let's test out this new technology. Do I get headphones? Um, you don't have to. You can put them on if you'd like to. Will I hear anything? Yes. Okay. You'll hear definitely hear us. Yeah. I like the headphones last time. Perfect. And I'm just gonna do a quick audio check. Do I need to plug this in somewhere? Uh, yes. There should be a cord. There we go. Appreciate it. All right, I'm gonna test out. Can you hear me on your headphones? Uh, no, I don't have the cord. Oh, you don't have the cord. Can you use this one for turning on? Cool, thank you. Presley, can you hear me on yours? I can. You can? Okay, cool. Is it too loud, too low? No, it's good. Good? All right. Let me test yours real quick. Mic check. Whoa. Oh, that was loud. No, no, I'm just <laughs> oh, okay. How about now? Mic check, mic yeah. check. Yeah, let's go. Mic check. Cool. All right, we start in one minute. Sweet. Gosh, my eyes are burning from looking at the computer all day. How many hours do you spend at a time in front of the computer? All day. Oh boy. It feels like it. I think after like three hours, I'm like burnt yeah. completely. Yeah, so I got my blue light glasses. 
I'm normally on the laptop from like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. 7 to 10? Mm-hmm. Last night I was on it until 1.30 in the morning. I had it in my bed with me. You both make me feel really lazy. <laughs> I take my bricks. I cook. I go to the gym. I walk my dog. I always take a 15-minute power nap. I've mastered the power nap. 15 minutes? That's a tough one. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a tough one, dude. Yep. And this will turn on in 30 seconds. Um, do you need an alarm clock to wake up, or is it automatic? Oh, my God, yeah. I need, okay. like, like four alarm clocks. Yeah, people keep telling me I'll build that natural alarm, and I'm like, uh, it hasn't happened yet. I definitely have. Do you? Yeah. What time do you naturally get up? Now it's like 7.38. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What about on the weekends? You still get up at that time? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, on the, when the, on the weekends, when I go out, I could sleep in until whenever. I normally make myself get up because I'm like... Do you not go out anymore? Um, I go out like probably once a week. There's been some of these past weekends where I haven't gone out myself like for me. It's been networking events like the podcast summit, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I'll consider that going out a little bit and having some drinks there, but nothing like I used to do. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I've retired from going out. Did you? Ever since Greece, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. You know, oh, well, you literally just got back with that. No, that was like You'll a be month back ago. on the grind. <laughs> yeah, but it takes like two weeks to recover from that. So basically two weeks. It does. Mm -hmm. You know what? We're going to jump right into it because I'm going to ask you a question about this. I want to catch it on camera. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hit record. Welcome to the Flipping Tables podcast where we challenge human beliefs and flip the tables on perspectives that may be holding us back. I'm your host, Tani Majiqua. Oh, I'm also your producer. <laughs> Tani Majiqua, our producer, is not here today. But in any case, we're going to have a great show. But do me a quick favor before we get started, though. I want you to hit this little like button right here that I'm holding. Right here. Hit it. Smash it. I don't care if you like me or not. Just hit that little button and comment. Tell me how much you dislike me or like me. And do me one more favor. Tell another person how much you dislike me or like me. I just want engagement, if I'm being honest. But if we do give you value, uh, please let us know so we can keep doing the thing, you know, that made us do the thing that we did the thing, with the thing, the thing, with the thing. Today, <sighs> I have a confession. We messed up. We actually messed up twice, actually. Um, first one was unintentional. Second was intentional. <laughs> first one, we had these guests here, so I can't even say that it was the first time they're here. Their footage got messed up. But... They were nice enough to come back for round two. Well, I guess re-round one. I guess it's a rematch. I don't know. But they're back for round one. Messed up the second time, and I'm going to fix it this time. Because when I did the introduction, I called her Priscilla. I'm not going to do that again <laughs> yeah. this time. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So today I present Presley. There we go. And Eli. Hey. Yeah, round of applause for me. <laughs> Thanks for having today? us back. Great. Great. There you go. I feel absolutely terrible that um, <laughs> oh. the footage completely died. I was like, there's no way to fix it. And I looked at it. It was so grainy. And I was like, there's just no way I can use this. So, um, No, no worries. We're happy to be back. Hey, I'm, I'm, you guys are great sports. Great sports. Appreciate it. How's your week going, Eli? Let's start off with you. It's good. I'm busy working all throughout the day, the night. But in my mind, busy is good. You said that, okay, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. He said that he can go in front of a computer from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Mm-hmm, 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. with some breaks to walk my dog, go to the gym, cook. Uh, the other night, I was up until 1.30 in the morning with my laptop in my bed with me. Yeah. Do you ever feel, like, weird? Like, not weird. Okay, weird is a terrible choice of words. But do you feel like... Burnt out? Out of place, but, like, burnt out like mm -hmm. in front of the screen? No, that definitely happens. Uh, I mean, I'm a big advocate of my blue light glasses. Uh, although I won't lie to you, I originally started wearing them for fashion purposes. <laughs> but uh, they definitely do help because before I get tired or anything or bored of work, honestly, I don't think either one of us ever get bored of what we're doing, yeah. which is kind of the beauty of our project. But before any of that happens, your eyes go out and you're like, oh, I'm exhausted at looking at the screen more than I actually feel exhausted. So... I have a couple uh, formulas. I got the blue light glasses, some eye drops, ice bath. Yeah, walking you name it. Walking the dog. Yeah, walking the dog. Out. Yeah. That is great. Uh, I guess, I don't know. How many, can you, first of all, are you capable of being in front of a computer screen as long as Eli? 
I'd say I can go longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I feel I, uh, so lazy around you too. I could fall asleep with the computer still in my face, which is horrible, but there's been many mornings I wake up and it's still open. I, hey, round of applause for you. I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> um, it, it's just crazy because I will edit something for three hours and just feel like completely exhausted. Like mm -hmm. I did my best. But hearing that is super impressive. But um, we're here to talk about a major event coming up. We're going to start there. I'm going to go backwards because last oh, yeah. time we didn't do it, which last time doesn't really exist. But, <laughs> okay. Tell us about this event that's about to go down in Cali. Mm -hmm. So we are renting out SoFi Stadium, the entire stadium. Like SoFi SoFi. Mm -hmm. Like Chargers yeah. SoFi. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like where they had last year's Super Bowl SoFi. That is SoFi. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> or SoFly. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah. So uh, it's called the first ever Influencer Monetization Summit and it's brought to you by our project Fantext AI. So we're renting out the stadium. We're putting 18 podcast suites where there's the boxes right on the field doing full access to the field, the locker room, 15 seconds on the infinity screen, and 400 plus influencers, celebrities, talent, you name it, in attendance. They're gonna be going around from podcast to podcast, going on the field, getting featured on the screen. Literally, they'll have their face on the same screen that Rihanna's face was on this last year. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I knew one day I'd marry her, but I didn't be <laughs> on the same screen one day, which is kind of cool. Um, what excites you most about it, Presley? I'm excited because I'm bringing a lot of models out. We're going to shoot a lot of content um, in the locker room. Big photo shoot going on and all of that content we're going to use for Fantex. That's awesome. Yeah. Were you, are you a model as well? or? I am a model as well, actually. Yeah. Uh Wow, I feel so late. Okay, so now you can be in front of a computer screen for 12 hours and then you model for the next 12? Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a transition from going behind the screen to a full hair and makeup, ready yeah. to go, you know? Um, that's 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 awesome. No, I, I'm genuinely impressed with the amount of work that you both do because it almost, because I'm super competitive, right? I used to play sports like, oh, I'm going to be better, I'm going to be better. And just to hear you both just like yeah you know it's just a 12-hour shift it was quick it's like no no that's that's overtime yeah but, uh, no and i'll tell you there will be times where i'll be like yo presley can you help me out with this and i'll call her and she'll be like i'm on my way to a shoot right now i'm walking at swim week you guys yeah how are y'all so motivated like what do you guys what do you get this energy from um honestly i think first and foremost it comes from passion mm. like uh it really has to be passion behind what you're doing that's going to drive you. Because if I didn't like what I was doing, putting in these hours would be exhausting and I would want to stop at a certain point. But it's not that I'm working for like anything else other than to accomplish my dream yeah. and to make this thing go, this thing that I believe in, this thing that I want to succeed. Because for me, it means that my dream is going to succeed and it's my ideal role in the company. Um, it combines my favorite things, talent management and AI. So I want to do whatever I can in my power to make it work out. Oh, and we're going to talk about AI. Are you both Gen Z? I'm trying to figure out what I'm mm -mm. missing. Did you I'm guys make Z. the cut? You, you, okay, so you're Gen Z. Did you just miss the cut? What year were you born? 95. 95. Millennial, right? I think it's 96. Isn't what it am I? 97? I think you're Gen Z. Oh, am I Gen Z? I, I want to say, <laughs> I think you just made the cut. I want to say okay. 96. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you borderline just made the cut. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, all right. So, well, let me tell you, she's definitely not Gen Z <laughs> because I must make 100 movie references yeah. a week and they just go right over her head every single time. Oh, no. I'm too busy working. I don't have time to sit down and watch movie? movies. And What's the last one you watched? The last movie I watched, Barbie. Oh, okay. That's. Okay, what was the one before that? That makes sense because uh, we're in pink right now, but. Last movie before that, I Am Legend, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that. Love oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's, I don't think I was born yet. <laughs> but let me, let me tell you this. So our uh, CEO, he's a character. Okay. And he'll call us out of the blue um, and it's always entertaining. He likes to say, long story short, but it's really long story long. <laughs> and long he'll throw in long. random stories from everywhere. And they're super interesting, don't get me wrong. We yeah. love it every single time. But I always say, Chris, your stories or your calls are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so if I said that, would you know where, that's, where that comes from? Yes. 
Okay. Ron Forrest Run. Yes, yes. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm actually a bit of a movie nerd. Mm-hmm, so um, am I. Anything from the 80s, 1980s until now, mm-hmm. I know all about it. Yeah, that's all. You asked me something in the 70s, black and white, nothing. But yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a movie nerd. What is the best movie you've seen? Best movie I've seen. Um, in, right, let's say past five years. Let me give you a time frame. In the past five years. Um, see, like there are some movies that whenever they're on TV, I'll run it back all the time. Oh, um, what's so, the last one you ran back? Shawshank Redemption is always a favorite for me. Shawshank is. I mix those movies up. It's um, the one uh, where he went to prison and he was wrongfully convicted and he was that michael clark duncan like the really big dude no it was um it was freeman and who else i'm horrible with names yeah morgan freeman yeah yeah, morgan freeman and i don't know the other actors in it i don't think i've seen that movie but that's one of my favorites remember the titans always run back yes yeah 100% 100% made me hate football actually <laughs> yeah. when I saw that movie I was like I have no passion to get beat up <laughs> like this this is crazy yeah that's awesome okay so how does one become a part of what you have going on in so fly as you like to call it mm-hmm. so there's a couple ways you can get involved okay so right now we are recruiting podcasts to rent out these suites so if you're a podcaster hit one of us up and so for them it's an excellent opportunity to set up their podcast brand the entire suite the way that they want to do it um, and actually make money by recruiting sponsors ahead of time. That's why we're recruiting so far in advance to give them an opportunity. It's not just a cost that they're dispensing. When's the date again? October 19th. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of times. Yeah, yeah really it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. And then, uh, then there's the talent side of things. If Presley, you want to get, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So we are having 400 plus um, celebrity influencers. Um, I'm sorry. You said four or 400 400. Oh, with like two zeros. Two mm-hmm. zeros, Okay, yeah. I was making sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Um, I've talked to I've talked to a few notable names. I uh, can't disclose right now, but they're super excited to come. Uh, so if you do end up signing, creating a community, you'll get an all-access pass to the event where you can jump into the locker room, take some pictures, maybe uh, watch some pictures getting taken with some models, <laughs> jump in there, Tanny. You'd love to jump in there, right? <laughs> I'd be like... Um, yeah, you'll get, uh, your face on the, on the big screen, like Eli was saying earlier. Um, you could jump in some podcasts with our podcast sponsors. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of exciting things going on. And if you create a community and you want to create a community again, hit one of us up. We'd love to, um, guide you through that process and have you come out to SoFi Stadium. That is awesome. It almost sounds like a content creator's dream, right? Mm -hmm. You can literally set up everything however you want it get everyone that you would originally have to go to different places or at least have to have the connections to be able to meet, to be able to do that. Yeah. You just have it all in and one place. It's a great collaboration opportunity for like influencers and celebrities to like post each other on TikTok, Instagram, you know? Um, I, I'm really excited for that. Uh, Definitely to collaborate with some people that I've been really wanting to meet. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, from an optic standpoint, like how many opportunities do you really get to have your podcast at SoFi Stadium or any stadium for that matter. 100%. And then for these talent or for the podcast, like it's really hard to find a guest appearance once a week, like, or get a big name once a month. So now if you're gonna have 400 of them all in one location, you can have them all come onto your podcast, chop up those clips, and you get months and months worth of content that are reaching all these celebrities, talent, influencers, there are millions and millions of followers. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm low-key very excited about this right now. Um, I don't know how everyone else watching this is not excited. <laughs> how did this idea even come up? What was the thought process behind it? So, um, as you've heard, we're not any ordinary platform, any ordinary startup. So, we didn't want to have an ordinary launch event. We wanted to do it as big as it gets. And what's bigger than the same stage as the Super Bowl was on last so year? So fly. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, really our CEO's idea, and he's a bold guy, and he really inspires us to be bold every single day. Mm. And that's no joke. Like, he will say it. He will post videos and be like, go conquer today, motivational quotes and everything, and it gets you going. Even yesterday, he, uh, he FaceTimed me, and I was actually, I was getting my hair cut. My barber came to my apartment, yeah. and so my barber's overhearing this on FaceTime, and he's pumped. 
he, afterwards he hangs up and uh, my barber was like, how do I get involved? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he gave you the best haircut ever too. Like, I'm, I'm oh, he always does. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's awesome. No, to have a leader like that. Um, I actually read a couple books about leadership and it's like, you just have to be, well, number one, selfless, but number two, just to hear the energy and the way you talk about him. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he seems like I would stay for one of his stories. It might run a little oh, yeah. long. Yeah, I actually, oh, look at him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't let you go. Yeah. You'd have to stay. <laughs> like you're not going anywhere. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, talk to me about my favorite part that I've been nerding out about AI. Yep. Don't don't AI has been in the beginning very terrifying for me. Right. Just when I saw the capabilities, I always. I don't want to say I'm a pessimist, but I was like, I mean, if you could do this great thing, couldn't you do this too? Mm -hmm. um, what are your general feelings about artificial intelligence? Whoever wants to go first on this one, because I have thoughts for days. I mean, it can be looked at as scary. I, I hear about that from a lot of people. They're like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't want to get involved. You have to get involved. It's now or never, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where it's taken, there where it's going to be taken. There's a few things I'm um, not too sure about. Elon Musk's uh, neuro. Wait, are you gonna do it? What a chip? <laughs> I don't know about are that one. Not, well, I mean, do you feel like? I, okay, and I said it the first time. This is the second time, but you, you, you <laughs> didn't see this, so I'm gonna ask the same question. Do you feel like you would be left behind if you don't do it? as opposed to you don't want to be like that test monkey in the beginning that puts it in first. Where do you find that balance for you? I let Presley test it, and then she lets no. me know how it is. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I, I yeah, I don't know. I would, uh, I'd have to let, let a lot of people go before me. Yeah. Um, but what if they get like so far ahead though? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm playing catch up. And mind you, I don't have the answers for this. That's why I'm asking y'all. Yeah. No, Literally, I think that's a lot of what AI is all about. And whenever there's a new wave of technology, you're either gonna ride the wave or what you should aspire to do is lead the wave or the wave's gonna leave you behind. And mm -hmm. for some of these people, I get this question a lot uh, when it comes to academia. Is it going to ruin kids' education? And for some people, yeah, don't get me wrong, they're gonna use ChatGPT to do their homework or mm -hmm. to answer questions on tests. I get that. Um, and they shouldn't, but at the same time, what it's also going to do is now every kid is going to have more time or more opportunity to learn skills that they should be learning, but that their schedule doesn't allow them for. Like for me, I didn't have time in my schedule or I had to take certain classes and none of them were graphic design, video editing, stuff like that, which are some of my biggest regrets. Yeah. Not doing that because those are skills that you can take with you everywhere no matter what you're doing you can do it as a side hustle any company that you join can use that you can do it for fun like i i use canva and stuff like that all the time canva's freaking awesome yeah my favorite app on the planet yeah it's amazing it's my favorite and uh it's also something that like people enjoy doing like i don't love all the tasks that i do with that yeah. but i will say like some of my days i'll enjoy spending a couple hours on canva designing something getting my like creativity side out of me and now with ai it's basically helping you learn that a lot quicker with less time in your schedule. Mm, have you used Bulk Create yet? Mm -mm. It's my favorite part of Canva. Have you used Bulk Create what is that? on Canva? Bulk Create. Oh, I get to teach y'all something on AI. This is mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> this is my moment right now. Let me shine. <laughs> so Bulk Create, I've been using it for content creation, right? You can actually make content at scale. For example, let's say I do um, carousels or I do some type of just like Instagram post. <laughs> you can actually bulk create it and use chat gpt to put it on a, an excel sheet mm -hmm. have 50 different quotes or whatever oh yeah and then yeah use the bulk create on canva it'll give you the different designs and you have 50 and you can do that in 10 minutes yeah no i've actually seen this word yeah oh, okay. if you look at my uh instagram saved reels or yeah. posts half of it is ai a third of it is our trip to bali that we're gonna take places to go i'm sorry you skipped past that bali <laughs> well yeah it's something that we're putting on the uh on the board nice yeah for after, after this takes off i mean for me i love to travel um uh, one of the things that appeals to bali about me is uh i love that there's a lot of like-minded individuals there mm. i've traveled a lot of places and it's one thing to be immersed in the culture and seeing the people that live there but i would love to meet people that are like myself that are also traveling there for an extended period of time kind of leaving where they come from behind. And it's also honestly going to be great for work for us because mm -hmm. it's a lot of 
influencers, people that are teaching others how to make money online, market online, stuff like that. And they would be great for the platform. Mm, yeah. I like that. I love the term digital nomad. <laughs> what I aspire to be. And I feel like <laughs> Bali is just filled with people um, who've learned how to make money online, uh, whether that's AI, NFTs, kind of down right now. You get but, that uh, immersion right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You like really just, together. Mm-hmm, people that get you, you know? It's interesting. No nine to five, no... Have Nothing you ever like been that. to Bali before? Either one of you? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Nah, but uh, a couple summers ago, I went to Croatia and Ibiza. Ooh. And yeah, I mean, that was incredible. That was when I graduated law school. It was kind of like- What made a, you choose Croatia? Uh, we did Croatia Yacht Week. So yeah. it was- a different lifestyle. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, so we- casual, you're like, yeah, it was just Croatia. Well, we, we splurged. It okay. was a trip. Yeah, we planned far in advance. And uh, I mean, they call it the bar trip, yeah. but I actually never took the bar. So for me, it was just a trip to enjoy with my friends after we graduate yeah. or a graduation trip. Why didn't for me. you take the bar? Um, so I didn't take the bar because for me, honestly, I never wanted to be an attorney. Mm. So then people asked, then why did you go to law school? Um, and for me, I went to law school because A, I was told there were two routes to do what I wanted to do at the time, which was talent management. Either go to a talent agency or go to law school. In my mind, uh, I thought that law school would give me more options. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, my brother advised against it, but I was, cause he went to law school and he was like, this isn't for you. He knows me very well. He knows my personality, but me not knowing anything, yeah, not knowing what it was like to be an attorney, what it entailed, any of that. I was like, no, 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 you're wrong because I want to do sports and entertainment law. Mm, do you feel like you kind of did it cause you wanted to defy him kind of like, I can prove you wrong. Or do you just felt like it was actually the right move or um, both. It could be both. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely a lot of times where I, I try to defy my older brother. Yeah. But uh, normally I actually listen to his advice. I genuinely thought I was going to do sports and entertainment law and that was going to be more enjoyable than the big corporate law that he was doing. Um, but then when I was working at a sports and entertainment firm, for a second I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this. Yeah. I'm in the industry I want to be in. But... And I was working with athletes, artists that I watch on TV, that I look up to, stuff like that. I was like, it's pretty cool. But then after a year of doing that, I was like, you know what? Just because I'm working with them, I'm not talking to them. Uh, Frankly, I wasn't talking to anybody. (laughs) I was sitting behind a computer typing up a 40-page legal document. And I was like, this isn't for me. Like, Mm -hmm. Why would I do something that deprives my greatest attributes and skills? Which in my mind, uh, my mom would always tell me I I have the gift of gab. So... I like to, I I'm a people's person. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm a people's person. So I need to be out and about. I need to be networking. And I like the creativity side of things of what we do. That is what, you know what? People never know. I'm actually an introvert. Really? I have forced myself to be, like even networking. I have mm-hmm. to literally be calculated when I go out. I'm like, okay, I have to talk to this person. Okay. I mean, I've learned how to fake it because I was a bartender for a long time. Wow. So I can fake any type of conversation. But mm-hmm. in my head, it's very calculated. I'm like, Ah, he's smiling at me. He's about to walk. He's walking up. Hi, <laughs> my gosh. How you doing? Uh, yeah. No, that's impressive, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and I'm also a podcast, so it's like I got to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to fake it till I make it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like to say. Would you consider yourself an introvert, extrovert, or I guess a solid combination of both? I feel like I'm in between. I have my days where I'm just out there, ready to go, and then... Uh, Obviously, the days where I want to be stuck behind a computer, not having to talk to anybody. Um, I was excited to ask you that question because you're part-time 12 hours in front of a computer, mm-hmm. part-time uh, modeling, and then part-time ninja. So I was trying to figure out the balance there as far as like being an introvert and an extrovert. Yeah, it, it depends on the day. Depends okay. on the, Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. All over the place. Yeah, I, I wish I had that. No, I don't. I don't know. I could not be a model for the life of me. <laughs> I'd be a terrible model, first of all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People well, Presley kind of forced me to be a model for a day. Oh, I'm sorry, you were a model for a day? I know. <laughs> well, she had an event, and so I showed out and showed some support. Little did I know that she was going to call me out from the fans and tell me to get on stage. Yeah. How was that? Uh, you say how it was. <laughs> all, he, all he had to do was walk the stage. That's it. He he got a little out of hand up there. I was like, get, get off the stage, please. <laughs> We got to continue the show. How did he get out of hand? Ask him. <laughs> yes. How did you get out of hand? Uh, I mean, listen. She uh, she called me out of the out of the field, and so I had to give the people a little bit of a show. So I took off my shirt, and 
Yeah, I'd fall off there. Did he so, start twerking? Someone like, started throwing dollar bills. I was like, oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he paid his tuition. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he got through law school. It yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> trying to piece everything together. Yeah. That is wild. All right. So I know we touched on AI. How does AI integrate with Fantex? Mm-hmm. So Fantex AI, it's the first ever text-based subscription platform that's supported by AI. Mm, that sense. So I say supported because it really is going to be the talent that's talking to the fans, but we built these silos where we can scrape the talent, social media, any online data that they have to kind of jumpstart the AI and replicating their personality. And then over time, the more that they engage with their fans, the more text messages that they send, questions that they answer, the more that the AI will master it. So that way over time, when they have a million fans all texting them at once, yeah, they can give the instant response that everybody's looking for in the same lingo, same way that they talk, the same responses, the answers and everything. It's great. So it's like a supercharged, vir- uh, not virtual, like a supercharged personal assistant in mm-hmm. a way? Would that be a way to look at it or am I a little off? Uh, you gave a look. What is so, it? You gave somewhat. A look. I mean, there's, there's two different types of AI in this situation. There's AI machine learning okay. and there's AI automation, which is what we use is AI automation. Okay. Um, this essentially, like Eli was saying, replicates um, the talent or creator's personality with past responses they've given. Mm. Um, and then you have AI machine learning, which is normally backed by like a chat GPT type vibe. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've used chat GPT in some situations. It's not always spot on, you know? No, not. What's the difference between the two, though? They seem really close. They are close. So um, AI machine learning that is that's backed by ai so it doesn't it doesn't go back to past conversations and give the the same type of answer you know yeah so Uh, it's easier if uh i use an example so i mean for our ai we developed it from the ground up so it's not a chat gpt integration or anything like that it is technology that our developers spent the last several months on that we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars developing yeah and then for the automation part, for instance, we're talking to sports handicappers, those who give out sports betting picks, yeah. fantasy football advisors, a bunch of people like that, real estate investors, a lot of mentors and coaches. So if they gave some type of information, or let's use the sports gambler, for instance, okay, if they were like, okay, uh, for Sunday night football, I'm taking the Eagles over the Cowboys. If somebody right before kickoff because you know how people like to procrastinate on uh, actually capitalizing on an opportunity. Yeah. They text that talent, who do you have in tonight's game? Since they already sent it already, then the AI, the automation, would suggest that as a response. Do you want to say Eagles over the Cowboys? That type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the machine learning is where the, the AI starts to think for itself and come up with its own answers based on the talent's personality. So if I understand it correctly, it's essentially like a chat GPT that doesn't reset, essentially, based on every chat. So like, for example, on chat GPT, um, if I give it like prompts as far as like your Harvard graduate, you do this and this mm-hmm. and this and this, right? And then I come back and I go back in that same chat. Is it more like that as opposed to starting like a new one? Yeah, it's so- like it's like chat GPT on steroids. Mm-hmm. But oh. in the sense that you're talking about, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, because the AI for chat GPT is as good as the prompt that you give it. And a lot of people mistaking that, they want to blame the robot for them giving a bad prompt and ain't giving a bad answer. Oh, it's so bad. I've seen some of the prompt, like ChatGPT doesn't work. And I look at the prompt, it says, make me a book. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, I mean, did the job, it fulfilled the assignment, but. Yeah, no, exactly. But we, we've talked to some talent, they, uh, they're asking, okay, well, what if the AI says something crazy? And I'm like, well, would you say something crazy? Because the AI <laughs> is based off of what you have been saying. So it's not going to pull something out of left field. 100%. Yeah, it's going to be your personality. Think of you as having a twin brother where like you see in the movies or the shows where you guys start finishing each other's sentences. 100%. That's what it's going to be like. Ah, I like that. Mm-hmm. What is the most exciting thing about AI for you folks? Whoever I, wants to go first with this one. I think it's the potential of it. Like we've seen what it can do right now, but imagine what it can do in a year from now, two years from now, five Mm -hmm. years from now. And people look at it scary because the unknown is scary. And so when people don't know what it's capable of, 
they get a little worried and they more so naturally people look at things a little selfishly and they're like, what is this going to do to me? Not to what can I do to make myself better mm -hmm. throughout this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. It should be not what can it do to me, but what can it do for me? Mm. How can I take advantage of this? hundred percent. I like that. Um, I won't even lie. Initially, I was a little worried, but it wasn't for me. It was more so for everyone else mm -hmm. because I know how people get. They get very, um, well, most people get very much stuck in their ways. Like, for example, when the car came out, I'm sure people were losing it. Like, what's going to happen to my horse? Or before the horse, no, the horse has always been there. But mm -hmm. just, you know, any type of progression, people always uh, are essentially opposed to it. No, exactly. So I feel like AI is kind of that same way. Mm -hmm. But at scale is the only thing that scares me. Mm -hmm. that makes sense. No, yeah. no, exactly. I mean, in terms of like invention wise, I would say maybe relate it to like the steam engine mm. and how that sped up the factories. And it might have replaced some factory workers but it got the product from manufacturing to delivery in the hands of the customers way quicker. So isn't that kind of ideal to get from point A to point B a lot quicker and then focus your time on some other stuff? I like that. What do you think will be the next, um, I don't want to say skill, mm -hmm. but what do you think would be the best skill for people to focus on as we kind of get into this new age of AI? I think it comes a lot down to content creation hmm. because I think content is king. Um, I think there's so many platforms that are coming out and that are out right now. I mean, podcasts, for example, there's a lot of people that want to start podcasts because podcasts is the type of content and marketing that everybody should be doing. It's the best way to get your message out there. Um, it's long form content, meaning that you can explain something as complicated as AI mm -hmm. and your people will understand it. And then you can put it on so many like platforms. You're talking dirty to me right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought you would say, like that. Like, I say yeah. if you don't have a podcast, then your life doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like I get really extreme about it. But um, mm -hmm. no, that's great. And no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I yeah. got really excited there. But keep going. Keep no, going. and the <laughs> thing is, uh, back to like education is I think a lot of education institutions, they kind of teach your passion or skills like that kind of like it's a, a negative, like mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to make money like this. So pursue finance or something like that. When in reality, the whole education system is built for you to be an incredible employee, mm -hmm. but not for you to be a creator. So now you have tools where it makes it easier to be a creator. And it makes it almost, in my opinion, I feel like it almost takes away from, well, I'll say it this way. I feel like the old way the uh, old way that education was essentially structured is almost what's well, essentially dead right now, if you think about it. Right. Because when we went to school, it was essentially um, you memorize things, you pass the test and you can forget it. But now if you have things readily available, it's like you don't need to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's almost yeah. like the new currency is um, how creative you can get or just how much you can actually use your imagination because the tools are already there. That's not what's aspired to be or what you should be reaching towards anymore, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, think it was Henry Ford who said it, but intelligence isn't what you know. It's your ability to find out what you don't know. Mm. And he got laughed at in one of his meetings because whoever he was meeting with was like, they asked him some complicated question to kind of point out that he doesn't have the intelligence to do what he's saying that he's trying to do. And he was like, I don't know that answer but I have a whole team of people that could get that answer like this. So what's the point of even asking me that question? hundred percent. I like that. That's actually, that's one of my favorite quotes, actually. <laughs> say it, it's like, a good one. He's not, he's not yeah. saying, is he? Is he? <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So how do people get a hold of this crazy offer that you guys are offering right now, as far as uh, being in SoFly Stadium? Mm -hmm. um, how do they go and reach out? Honestly, through Instagram um, at Fantextai. How do you spell fan text? Fan, F-A-N. Fan, fan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fan, okay. T -X I'm a little slow, so that's fine. T-X-T-A-I. Okay, F-A-N-T-X-T-A-I. Mm -hmm. Done. Yeah. Or you can DM either one of us, the manager underscore, it's press play. One S, press one S. <laughs> People love to mess that up. Priscilla yeah. play. It's not Priscilla. No, it's yeah. not. Priscilla, it's not Priscilla. No, but the, hard way. the AI is really just the tip of the iceberg of what we're doing. And the goal behind the AI isn't to really replace these talent or anything. It's to help these talent. 
is to help them scale their fan base. So when they have a million followers, they're still getting giving the instant engagement that every fan is looking for. But that's just one side of the technology. We also have the Oracle technology. What's the Oracle technology? So the Oracle technology, it does provably, fa- uh, provably fair prize pools. Okay. So think of it as it turns every subscriber's phone number into a theoretical lottery ticket. And so a random subscriber will win the monthly prize. Now, we have talent doing uh, artist giveaways like artwork, concert tickets, athletes doing Super Bowl tickets, signed jerseys, entrepreneurs doing meet and greets, cash prizes, luxury watches, private coaching lessons, you name it. The possibilities are really endless with that. And then we have the invite code technology. Okay. So the invite code, every fan will get a unique invite code. So that way they can invite other fans to join the talents community and make money off of each fan. So they get an automatic affiliate link, essentially, mm-hmm. to bring someone that would have been in that community there anyway. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Off that, huh? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like nowadays, I don't get anything from being like, you have an incredible page. Let me tell my friends to go follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Which thanks because I do want to support you. And I know that in a sense that does help down the road, but in terms of actually monetizing your fan base, it doesn't really move the needle. You know what's really crazy about that? And I love that you said that. Whenever I tell people about affiliate marketing, they get weird, mm-hmm. right? It's like, why don't you just do affiliate? I can't find a way to make money online. I'm like, just do affiliate marketing. Yeah, but I want to force people. And I'm like, in my head, first of all, you t- you recommended the Chinese spot that we had for, for lunch today. <laughs> that was affiliate marketing. You yeah. just didn't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. You told me I shouldn't wear those shoes. I wore these shoes. You should have got paid for it. It's essentially just literally giving a recommendation is what affiliate marketing is. Oh, yeah. And if you get paid for it, great. And I always tell people, it's like the easiest way to make money on the planet. Yeah. I was actually about to get into affiliate marketing before I joined Fantex. Um, I took an online course. And I mean, for me, I'm a very disciplined individual. I wasn't always, but I was when I did the course. But there's a reason why statistically only 7% of people complete online courses like that. Mm. Because most of us, like myself, we're doing it as a side hustle or to pursue our passion. And it's hard to do that when you have another job or all your other responsibilities. So it was hard to dedicate an entire hour to watch these tutorial videos. Yeah, and then they gave me a personal coach, but the guy's busy for three days. So it takes <laughs> me three days to get a question answered. So now not only is Fantex AI the future of fan engagement, but it's also the future of teaching and learning mm. for these mentors and mentees. Because now imagine if instead of having to watch an hour long video, wait a couple of days to get my question answered, I'm getting 90 second videos sent throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. And I mean, there's a reason why like YouTube shorts, TikTok, all that has become so successful. Yeah. It's because we have short attention spans. So you can actually chop it up and make it more digestible for- Exactly, for yeah. Uh-huh. So now if I'm busy at my work day, I get a 90 second video, which also acts as a reminder to go do this step as opposed to having to remind myself to put an hour away of my time later after I'm on work, I get the ding alert from my phone. That is I watch fascinating. that. Yeah, I jot down a couple notes. I get back to it. Um, and then if I have a quick question, I text it and get it answered right away by the talent. Not only ah. do I think it's the future of teaching and learning, but I also think it's the future of fan to creator contact. Mm. You know, you have the one-to-one contact on Instagram or anything like that, like 2% of people are going to see your content, which is crazy, insane. Um, but with this, 95% of text messages are read in the first three minutes, open and read in the first three minutes. So I'm not a numbers guy, but that math is not mathing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, 100%. Why would yeah. you go with that as opposed to the other way? No, so exactly. 2% for social media? Yeah, what? that's it. Jeez, mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. So now when it comes to brand marketing of that 2%, how many are really clicking the link in bio? Fair enough. So now it's going to help these content creators get so many more brand deals because the conversion rates and the ROI are going to be so much higher because now instead of it reaching 2% of your followers, like, like Presley said, yeah. it's reaching hundred percent of your subscribers. They're opening it right away. And it doesn't even have to be out there in your face promo. It can be a morning motivational video and uh, they have a brand deal with their favorite coffee company, or 
it can be their apparel that they started or that they have a deal with somebody else. But like you said, like a lot of these or everybody pretty much, they don't realize that you don't have to be a content creator to get these brand deals or these affiliate links. A lot of your favorite products, you can visit their website and there's an affiliate program. Apply, get the link. And so just the average person could be sharing it. Like for me, I love my dual monitor. Mm. So if I was promoting content, it could just be, okay, what's a morning in the life of what I do? And it's not out there in your face promo, but in there you'll see a clip of me on my laptop working with these two monitors that I love that make me a thousand times more productive. And this is what I use? Yeah. I want to use it five. No, exactly. And just right below the video, here's a link if you want to buy it. Yeah, it, it really reminds me of what people are doing on TikTok. I'm not sure if you've seen this with um, Amazon storefronts. No, what exactly are they doing? I've seen a couple of things, but I'm not quite sure. So it's super low key. They'll wear like an outfit that'll, the TikTok will blow up. Everyone's like, where's your outfit from? Where's it from? You know, and they'll have their Amazon storefront link in either their bio or in the description and they'll receive commission off of people buying that through their link, like affiliate marketing. Ah, so really content is king. Like the more eyeballs you get. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now I, imagine- I heard the phrase, but I, I didn't really, you know, actually internalize it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now imagine with this invite code, similar to what they're doing on TikTok with that, they can now take these content creators or these celebrities, these athletes, their content, make viral content of their own, and at the end of it, say, text this phone number, whichever phone number we give you, yeah. say, join Tom Brady, for instance. And now they can piggyback off of his fame, his brand, his name, and recruit hundreds and hundreds of fans to his page. This is wild. And make $3,000 a month of residual income months down the line. It's incredible. And who doesn't want to piggyback off of Tom Brady? I mean, yeah, I, mean right. I mean, it seems like most people in his career did, but you know, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you guys think that making money online is easy or hard? I think that, I mean, nothing in this world is really easy, honestly. Um, in terms of all the distractions and everything that everybody has to deal with in order to try to learn something, yeah, and. Uh, try to deliver the outcome that they had originally had in mind. But in terms of making money online, there's so many tools nowadays. And so all these tools are at your disposal, but you have to take the time to learn those tools. And most of these people are doing it while they have a nine to five. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be a disciplined individual to do that. But now is the time to really do it. It's never been easier than it has been in the past, but it's, I still wouldn't say it's easy it's easy once you learn the process yeah like i know a lot of people that are making a lot of money from affiliate marketing or SaaS has become a big thing yeah and so there is a method to the madness you just have to put in the hours and the work to do it that is interesting because you said both parts of the spectrum right um i had this argument with the gen xer actually he's like oh life is so easy for you you know you'd have to do this and this they're like you get all this information out there you can get it you can get a hold of it and reach it anytime you want and i was like fair enough but overwhelm. Mm -hmm. There's so much information everywhere that it's overwhelming. It's like, mm -hmm. where do I even start? This guy's a course on this. This guy, yeah. this guy I'm like, uh, Spider-Man meme. Like, I don't know what to do first. No, exactly. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of even though, to be honest. Yeah. No, and I think that contributes to why there's only 7% of people that finish that course. It's because while they're in the midst of that course, some of them see something else that they like. Mm. And the thing is, there a lot of these are good ideas and a lot of people are making a lot of money doing it. And it is definitely possible. You just have to choose one and commit to it. 100%. Yeah, Shiny object syndrome. Definitely, <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. It's definitely up to your mindset and your passion for what you're doing. If you don't have the mindset to put in the hours, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and passion, for sure. I've seen myself go down many different paths of trying to make money online before I got into what I was doing previously. Yeah. Um, and I just, at the end of the day, I wasn't passionate about it. I couldn't see myself spending the whole day in front of a computer, like I was telling you before, yeah. on something I wasn't passionate about. So I think mindset and passion is a big... People say that all the time, right? Like, find your passion. I felt like that was the most confusing advice I ever got. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what I like. Like... 
I mean, I like to sleep. I like pizza. I like um, like movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my passion. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Oh, I can relate to that all too well. Yeah, it's, it's very confusing advice, but I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's easier when you look back, like, yeah, just find your passion. But when you're in it, sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't know what I want. I've, I've told a few people that, and they're like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you like to do day to day basis? Like, what what makes you happy? It's simple as that. It could be video cooking, yeah. video games. No, but for Which a while, pay a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah. my god. I, I shouldn't even say video games. This is oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. No. But for a while, I had that mental struggle of what am I really good at that I can make money with? How did you figure it out? Um, I just tried things. Honestly, like it's hard to discover your passion when you like stick yourself to one bubble. Yeah. Um, and so I think you really have to put yourself out there and try different things. And so for me, I didn't discover what I was good at or passionate until I took a leap of faith and I started a talent agency while I was still in law school. I'm sorry, you started a talent agency? Yeah. Well, that seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, um, I was never good with authority. So I was like a little worried about finally like heading into the lawyer. workforce. Like yeah. Really great lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, I like to be the one that's dishing out the authority. Oh, um, but for me, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to sign up for what would be the rest of my life working my way up the corporate ladder in a law firm. Um, and so I wasn't ready for that. And I wanted to give, I wanted to give it a go. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had no idea what to do as a talent manager. But I started it when I was in my final year of law school. I represented a DJ in the area, a music producer, um, a hip-hop Latin artist, mm. and a painter at a left field. I was about I to just, say, uh, yeah. which doesn't belong. Mm -hmm, okay. no. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because I actually fell in love with representing a painter. Um, really? I loved the art world. Uh, I loved being involved in her creative process. I got to go to a lot of really cool events. Um, and I found out what I'm really good at is helping people's creative process. Um, I mean, I've always been a good person to lend a hand or if you're going through something, be there for you. And it's kind of like the professional position of being somebody's best friend yeah, and their business partner. And so I was like, wow, this was kind of made for me. It was just unfortunate that there's not a lot of money in representing young up and coming artists that haven't made a name for themselves. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress mm -hmm. because on top of going to find them brand deals and all that type of stuff and the events and everything and everybody wants the personal attention. But when you have several clients, which you need to have early on because you're only making a little bit from yeah. each one of them, um, it's hard to give them the personal attention that they all deserve. So I was like, why did you want this life again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also didn't know what the life entailed. Uh, okay, I okay. fell in love with the idea of it. Yeah. Probably because I watched a lot of entourage growing <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know what it was like. And that's kind of my point is people don't know what their passion is or what their, their greatest strengths are or skills until they try a lot of different things. How do you feel about like, I, I don't want to blame it on the parents, but having their kid like pick what they want to do with the rest of their life at 17. Horrible. Right. So, oh, you, you were Horrible. Quick. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Wait, how do you feel about it? Um, so going into college, I was basically given two options. I either go into law or the medical field. Oh, it sounds like African parents. <sighs> <laughs> they, they were, I'd say my mom, my mom was pushy on that. Um, for the longest time I went in, I was going to be a nurse, wanting to be a nurse. I went into college. Um, I wasn't in, what is it, a, a major. Mm -hmm. I was just taking general classes. Um, but in that time, I'd say semester, two semesters in, I uh, I found my passion, like I was talking about earlier. And how did you find it? How did I find Long, long story. <laughs> um, I, I ended up working as an assistant um in the music industry oh, and i okay. was paid through crypto got into that field and then i found myself into nfts i got into nfts for a while i worked on a few projects um in that industry um, my last one i just worked with crypto.com um for which was super exciting that's awesome super exciting but definitely a bad market um Why do you at say the end of my experiment market? 
because these NFTs that used to be worth like $25,000, I'd say are like $2,000 right now. It's insane. Oh, that's a drop. Like I, I thought I was buying at rock bottom. No. <laughs> Is it kind of like uh, Bitcoin when that went? Because Bitcoin, I believe in um, during COVID, was it like 53000 something like that? Oh, over 60000 Over yeah. sixty, And then that's when everyone bought. In mm -hmm. my head, I'm like, if everyone's doing it, I'm just going to hang out. Yeah. And it just dropped. Even, uh, what's that uh, meme coin? The, um, oh, there Shiba. were a bond. Shiba, Dogecoin. At Dogecoin, especially mm -hmm. Doge, Dogecoin. Everyone put their money in there at the height of it. And like, yeah, it's about to go up. I'm just like, it, it doesn't feel like it makes sense. Yeah. I didn't understand it enough to have an argument behind it or give them any factual information about why I thought that way. But mm -hmm. my head was, if everyone, I was always taught by my uncle, if everyone's going in one direction, you go that way. Yeah, just hang out for a bit or go the other way. But yeah, yeah I saw that's, that. a, that's a good lesson. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, let me hang out. You know what's crazy is circling back to AI. I saw the other day um, that someone, like having your tools there with AI, someone asked uh, ChatGPT, how can I make money with crypto? Gave him a whole what to do of how to create a coin, how to pump, whatever. The coin pumped like crazy. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, What was it called? Wild. I forgot what it, was, what it was called, but they did that uh, both with crypto and then like how to start a brand or anything. A lot of people have been doing this and ChatGPT or these AI, they'll give you a step-by-step -step instruction or even incorporate it into trading software, which I've also seen. So it'll make trades for you. That's right at the great time. Okay, let me ask y'all this because you're both clearly like 100% entrenched in this, right? Mm -hmm. What is the best course to take to learn about prompt engineering to get really good at? Because it? it almost seems like that's probably the most valuable skill to learn this day and age. I would say, um, I mean, for me, I haven't taken a course necessarily, but there's a lot of AI influencers that I follow on Instagram yeah. and they give out prompts for free. Um, which a lot of these people do to kind of bait you in. Let me give you one free product and then you know see you what else more. you are. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you can find that on Instagram, um, but it's really practice. Like it's going to seem like a foreign language until you start speaking it yourself. Mm -hmm. 100%. I've never used the, um, uh, the di dictation, like when you're talking to your phone, mm -hmm. until ChatGPT came out. I literally give it a full, like when I'm prompting it, I'll give it everything. Just like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I need this, 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 this. And I did this. So she said this. Mm -hmm. So I need a two sentence response. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the perfect one. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> so no, uh, AI, like you said, is all about prompting and just understanding that it's as good as the information you actually give it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I, I definitely learned through practice. Uh, kept asking until I got an answer I liked, you know, might take you uh, an hour. Who knows, but, but it's so worth it. Oh yeah, it's so worth it. I actually had AI build three websites in a matter of 10 minutes. It took a bunch of prompting to get it down. Mm -hmm. But after I literally can just put it in for people, just give them basic information because it has that information, the prompting information and just takes off, writes it. And you're just like, yeah. what mm -hmm. just happened? No, that's actually a big vertical that I want to focus on for Fantex is finding an AI influencer where all these people that are curious that don't know how to get involved they subscribe to his or her community and they're getting all these tools, the content creation tools, the prompt generation tools, or how to write the right prompt for ChatGPT. And then if they have questions, like we all do, they get it asked and answered by that talent creator. Um, yeah. Cool idea, actually. Yeah. Huh. Who came up with that idea? Was that yours? Me, kind of just now. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I may have to borrow that. Yeah, picture. yeah. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, um, I guess I'll ask two questions. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you say to that person that's listening in right now, right? That wants to build their influence. How can they take advantage of this opportunity? What, why would it be stupid for them not to take advantage of this opportunity is a better question. Oh my gosh. Um, and yes, I called them stupid too. Just it, <laughs> it would be stupid not to take advantage of this opportunity mm -hmm. because you are increasing your fan engagement like crazy. Like crazy, and you're also monet you're monetizing your platform on top of what you're already doing. It could be you're doing YouTube, okay, send short videos of what you just posted out to your fans. Boom, see it, 95%, less than three minutes, open and read. Um, I mean, there's, there's, so many, there's so many different use cases with what we're doing. Um, 
not to mention the SoFly, SoFi event, so you know? SoFly, Everyone wants their face on the screen. I, I want my face on the screen. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make that happen, but. Yeah. Get my face on the screen. No, but it really is an opportunity that everybody should take advantage of. You don't necessarily need a large following in order to get involved. There's a couple of talent that I'm working with. They have 2000 followers. Uh, one of them is a mental health coach. And he was actually worried that he didn't have enough followers. And he was like, it sounds like you're going to be doing a lot of work for me. I don't want to let you down. And I was like, listen, if you end up having 20 community subscribers and that's it, at least I know that you are actually impacting these people's lives mm -hmm. and doing something for the better for them. Because it's like having a personal coach. It's like having that mental health professional text you all the time, like, wake up, have a great day. You can do this, that type mm -hmm. of thing. If you're down in the middle of the day, like we all get, imagine if you could just send a text and that person could instantly inspire you in response. And then for the other content creators, like they don't have to wait until they get the large following because they can promote their platform now and monetize with each single follower that they get. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many advantages on top of monetizing your fan base, giving the fans what they want, rewarding them with giveaways that wouldn't be possible elsewhere. Like you don't want to be that influencer, that celebrity that's on Instagram saying, like this picture, comment this for a chance to win. And yeah. everybody Repose. else is like, yeah, everybody else is like, I know that you're giving it to one of your boys. You're not fooling anybody. And so like, here's like a provably fair way to give back to your fans and let them kind of share in the wealth of what you're doing. Like and that. also with all those advantages and to get involved with SoFi, all that right now and right now only comes at no cost for the first 12 months. So it is risk-free, money-free, and the opportunity is extraordinary. So like Presley said, like you would be kind of stupid not to get involved right I like now. Like it. Money eventually stress-free. Yeah. And if you don't go, that's it's not stupid free, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, man, I guess my I changed my last question about three different times now. <laughs> okay. My last question is. What impact do you want to see Fantech have on the world in the next five years? I got mine. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Um, so for me, I get the use cases of people wanting to talk their, to their favorite celebrity, their hero, their favorite athlete, stuff like that. Um, and that's going to absolutely explode. Don't get me wrong. But for me, from a fan standpoint, I would want to use it to learn something. So I'm really hoping that this becomes the best tool for you to learn a new skill or for you to help yourself on a daily basis, get out of bed, be more productive. Um, I mean, we're, so we're working with this one talent. His name is Zion Clark. Do you know him? Zion Clark? Not the top of my head. No. So his story is incredible. Um, he's a wrestler that was born without any legs. So really? Yeah. So he became. Wait, is that the guy? I, I, I saw a guy on social media. Uh, it's definitely him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Oh, super accomplished wrestler. And I think he actually won his first MMA fight. But if you were to receive a text message from him throughout the day saying, don't doubt yourself, you can do this. Like, you're going to believe in yourself because if he could do it, you can do it. I'm and, so lazy the whole time. That was confirmation, by the way. My watch was confirming <laughs> that. It, <laughs> no, but exactly. Like, it's like that. It's the learning. It's the constant reminder that these text messages are going to act as alerts. So taking some of the pressure off your hands to be that disciplined individual and get those constant reminders, the constant motivation, and really take yourself from who you are, what you're doing now, to who you want to become and where you want to go. I like that. We don't have any other producer chair, but you get a studio. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, good luck following that up, Presley. That was, yeah, I was about I to should say. should have first on that one. My, <laughs> my answer is uh, not as inspirational. But, I mean, in the next five years, I would love to see, or I expect to see, Fantext AI replacing any, not only any subscription platform, but any fan-to-creator or um, educator-to-learner platform, anything like that because there's just so many different use cases with everything it provides. Um, not only do you not have to log onto a browser um, or anything like that, or go into a Telegram group or a Discord group where you can't even ask questions. Some, sometimes you can't even ask questions on it. So this would be like 
I think it's a great way to communicate um, as well as just making sure your stuff is answered, getting the content you want to see, um, staying up to date with everything. I mean, there's so many different ways this could be used. Uh, one, one of our new talent that just came on board, I say talent, he's a presidential candidate. I'm sorry, but that, I mean, that's one way to describe a talent. But I <laughs> right? you know. um, He's actually, I can say what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah so the presidential candidate who just joined, uh, Mayor Suarez. What? Yeah, what? mayor of Miami, which it's is big super name. exciting. Mm-hmm. Big name. <laughs> Big name, ladies and gents. Um, That's but exciting. Yeah, so you have you have all, all different types of people, but he's using this platform as a way to raise money for the election, which I think is crazy for his supporters to stay up to date constantly with what he's doing, the progress he's making, um, and just... There's so many different. I could go on and on, that is but freaking genius! I feel like I can literally brainstorm overnight. Like, oh, they didn't think of this idea. Yeah, and actually do this with that. No, and, I actually. And that's what keeps you in front of a screen for <laughs> hours a day. Oh, that's what it yeah. is. <laughs> no, I actually I liked my last answer, but I think I might have a better one. Oh, hit me, hit me. I, I doubt so, it, but I hear you. No, Presley actually got me thinking about it. Is I would love to see the way that this builds relationships from fan to talent. Because when I was at this conference. Um, one of the people in the stands, they asked, how did you grow a relationship with your future mentor? And we all know that a mentor can really take you everywhere you want in this life. And a lot of people don't have that direction that you need. Or it can just be a fan who absolutely loves this celebrity, this artist. Yeah. But there's no other way to build that personal connection. Sending a DM or these Telegram groups where there's so many other people replying in the same type of community, yeah. that's not going to do it. So now you have fans that are going to be able to text one-on-one and if they are committed to it and doing it over and over and not just asking hey can you give me value but giving value in return being that fan that if you're subscribed to an artist talent community yeah and you're an artist yourself or you're a music producer make that awesome beat or that track to put in front of that artist get yourself featured on their song that never would have happened without our platform mm -hmm. that's what i want to see I want to see fans become the talent that they're aspiring to be and them go to the concert with the talent as co-producing talent. You know, Steve, you got a studio applause. I didn't think you could actually beat your original <laughs> one. Had follow, yeah. He had to follow me up. I, I, do you want to beat your original I'm, too? Because I was like... I tap out. <laughs> <laughs> this was amazing. Um, once again, please let them know where they can find everything going on right now. Yeah, so... Um if you want to get in contact, if you want to sign up uh, to be a creator on the platform, you can either message FanTextTXTAI on Instagram, or you can message myself at ITS Press with one S Play, um, or I think it's the Manager. The Manager underscore on Instagram. Just shoot me a DM, and we'll get to talking. Mm -hmm. And if all else fails, you can message me. I'll totally forward it right to them. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Please check it out. This is going to be really exciting. This has been another great episode. Um, shout out to my producer. It's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. That was awesome. Awesome. Y'all absolutely killed it. Woo. I'm going to have to buy some podcast equipment for my apartment. Ah, oh, dude, it is. It's